Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Luke chapter 19. We're going to read quite a bit of scriptures this morning, if that's okay with you. Is that all right with you? Okay, a few people. All right. Well, we're going to do it anyway. Amen. Um. It says, after Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethpage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you. As you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why you are, you are untying it, say the Lord needs it. Verse 32, those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner asked them, why are you untying the colt? They replied, the Lord needs it. Verse 35, they brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. Verse 36. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully uh, to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Verse 38. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. God, we just thank you, God, for your word today. Your word is living, God. So let your word bring life in this place today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Since we're so close to Easter and it's just right around the corner, I thought about doing something that would lead up to to Easter. And uh, I'm not speaking an Easter message this morning, but Luke 19 has to do with um, a familiar event known as the triumphal entry. They didn't call it the triumphal entry then because they were living in this moment, so they didn't call it that, but it was a parade, and um, it was uh, the, what, what we call um, Palm Sunday. We call, that, we call it Palm Sunday now, and I'll, I'll mention that later if I remember. But we, we call it Palm Sunday now. It's the week before Easter. It's five days before uh, Jesus was crucified. And it's common to see this event uh, portrayed in, in Easter productions. How many have ever seen an Easter production? You, you ever see an Easter, whether it was here or somebody somewhere else, uh, I remember one time we, we had a, an Easter production. We, we, we had this moment. But it's, it's common to see uh, Jesus entering, into, uh, entering in on the scene on a colt and people waving palm branches as they shout Hosanna. There, there are songs about it. And there's so many interesting things about this story. I'm going to skip over some some things that I could preach about this morning, but I can't preach about all of it. But there's so many interesting things about the triumphal entry. But one of the most interesting aspects of the triumphal entry is the backstory or the subplot. It's 
the part of the story that you never actually see in a production. You know, we, we have so many movies that, are, that have come out today. And, and back in the day, it was all about sequels, right? The sequels was always the continuation of the story. And now, you know, we have a lot of movies that, that have come out. And now they're the prequels. They're, they're like all the stuff that leads up to the main story. Well, this is like the, the prequel. The, the triumphal entry was, was the main event. But without this story here, the triumphal entry would have never happened. And one of the best supporting actors in this story of the triumphal entry is a colt. A donkey. Anybody got the King James version here? Huh? Who got King James version? Your version says something different. And because my kids listen to the podcast at, at times, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it in, in the modern translation. But the, the story is about a colt, which is a young donkey. Over 50 verses in the Bible surround the story of this colt in the Gospels. Which tells me the cult was extremely important. Jesus needed the cult to reveal who he was. Now just stay with me for a moment. This is all going to mean something for you and I. Jesus needed the cult to reveal who he was. Had it not been for the cult, something that Jesus was trying to reveal would have been missed. So why was the cult important? I'll tell you. When a king entered Jerusalem, they would enter in by horse or by donkey. A horse was meant for war, but a donkey was meant for peace. And the reason people celebrated Jesus when he enters in on a horse or or on on a colt, not a horse. The reason why the, the, the people celebrate Jesus when he enters on a cult because he was making a declaration that he was a king. The Jews had been waiting for a king their whole lives. And even though this wasn't the king that they, they were, the, the type of king that they were expecting, it was the king that they needed. Now I want you to understand something, that breakthrough doesn't always look like breakthrough. Miracles don't always look like miracles. Provision doesn't always look like provision. Victory doesn't always look like like victory. And even though they were excited that the king had come to them, it wasn't the type of king that they were expecting. But in in Zechariah 9.9, there's there's a a prophecy. And at that moment, this time, it was a 500-year-old prophecy that the king would come riding to them on a colt. See, they recognized Jesus' power. They recognized his authority. But when he rode in on a colt, they recognized that he was a king. The colt was simply a carrier of revelation. See, God still needs carriers today. God still needs people that would carry a revelation in the world that would bring hope and reveal who he is. God still is looking for people that would carry the king into places that are looking for a hope. You can't carry revelation though. 
if you're not carrying Jesus. It's impossible to carry a revelation that God is good when you are always walking around like everything is bad. This is why we need to go into the world and watch how we respond with people. Watch every day how how we interact with people at work. Why? Because we are carrying a revelation of who our God is. If all we're doing, that's some weak clapping. I'm preaching better than you're clapping this morning. This is why it's not good for us to walk around like we're defeated, always complaining about the issues in this world, always walking around like with a, with a negative spirit and with a negative outlook. Why? Because we're supposed to be carrying a revelation of the king. You're getting better, so I will too. What does your life carry? What do you bring to the world around you? Because whatever you are carrying in your life or on your life will make the world better or make it worse. What exactly are you carrying? What do you bring when people are around you? What what kind of atmosphere? What do you reveal about God when you're at work? What do you reveal, young people, when you're at school about God? What kind of revelation are you carrying in this life? See, all of us are carrying something. All of us are carrying something into this world. But the cult wasn't just carrying Jesus. It was carrying destiny. It was fulfilling a prophetic word. It was carrying out the plan of God. It was living out its purpose. The cult was designed with a purpose just like you are. And just like the cult was designed to carry Jesus somewhere, you have been designed to carry Jesus somewhere. You have been designed to carry the king into this world. That is your destiny. You were born with an assignment to carry out. You were born to make a difference, folks. A rabbi says, The day you were born was the day that God decided that the world could not exist without you. You were born because of purpose. Not just for purpose, but because of purpose. And this is why abortion is so destructive in the world today. And it's crazy because you can't even talk about abortion in church because people are so political now. They get so upset. I don't care if you get upset. Abortion is destructive today. And if this isn't your story, I'm not saying this to judge you. And I'm not doing, saying this to condemn you. But the reason why abortion is so destructive is because it aborts the purpose on somebody's life. Man does not have the right or the authority to determine who has purpose and who doesn't have purpose. Even a mother doesn't have the choice to decide if someone has a purpose or somebody doesn't. This is why God told Jeremiah, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. 
And for us to take life is to rob the purpose and and the, the very reason why that individual exists today. You have a purpose and there is something that you are supposed to carry out in this life. See, it doesn't matter how you arrived. It doesn't matter how you arrived. Some of you have arrived in in places or in ways that were hurtful. You may have arrived into a situation where you didn't know your parents. Maybe only only you knew your your mom. You didn't know your your dad or you, you just knew your dad. You didn't know your mom. And those things can be hurtful, but you need to understand how you arrive does not matter. What matters is that you're here. What, what matters is that you have something that you are carrying and that you're supposed to deliver to this world. Sometimes we get so caught up in how we arrived here and we, we miss the very reason why we are here. You are here because God has an assignment for you to carry into this world. It's something that nobody else can do. It's something that is specific, specifically designed just for you. Something that you're supposed to carry out. And if you don't carry it out, then the world misses the reason why you were born. If you don't carry out that assignment, if you don't carry out what you're supposed to be, then the the rest of us lose out on why you are here and why you, you came. As the church, our destiny is to carry Jesus And present them to the world around us. So what are you presenting today? What are you presenting? We live in a world of self-presentation and self-promotion. Let me say that again. We live in a world of self-presentation and self-promotion. The world is obsessed with presenting the best version of who they are. This is where we're living now. It's a very narcissistic generation where everyone wants to present. They'll spend 500 attempts at getting the perfect selfie. I mean, come on. That's what Kim Kardashian said. She said she spent 500 shots getting the perfect selfie. Got to get the right angle. Got to get the, 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 the light just right. Got to get the chin just right. Got to get the, the, everything looking just right. We, we live in a world that is obsessed with self-presentation. But as the, the body of Christ, we are not helping the world with presenting the best version of who we are. We are here to present the best version of our King. We're here to present him. Now, I love you all, but you presenting you isn't going to change the world. You presenting the best version of who you are and, and, and trying to edit your life and trying to edit your, your, your uh, conversations online because you didn't say something right or, or you didn't look right in changing something because it didn't get light. You are not here to present the best version of you. You are here to present the king. 
The cult had a purpose, a destiny to carry out, but something needed to happen first. Before the cult could carry out its destiny, it had to be loosed. It had to be loose. The the Bible says he sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you. As you enter it, you will find a cult what? Tied there. You will find a cult tied up there. So the cult was tied up and so was its destiny. Because as long as that cult was tied to whatever it was tied to, it did not have the ability to carry out the revelation and carry the king into Jerusalem. Some of you, you're too tied up to carry out your destiny. There is a purpose on your life. There is potential. There is greatness on your life that you're supposed to carry. The problem is you're still bound. We're carrying, we're, we're tied up. We're tied up to too many things. We're tied up with our past. We're, we're tied up with situations in our life. We're tied up with circumstance. What's limiting your life? What has you tied up this morning? Is it sin? Is it your past? Is it, is it hurt? Is it, is it failure? But what exactly is tying you up from being who you were supposed to be. You know what's frustrating? It's, as a pastor, it's, it's frustrating to see people with so much potential, but because their perspective is tied up, they can't see it for themselves. They have perspective, they have potential, but they don't have perspective. And you can, you can invest in people's lives. You, you can tell them, you know, you're a champion. You're great. You're a world changer. You're amazing. You're anointed. But unless they see it for themselves, unless they untie that stuff in their life, then they'll stay bound. And they can't carry out their destiny. There's a gap between their potential and their perspective. Because What they're supposed to be is all tied up in the wrong things in the way that they see themselves. I want you to understand something. Everything that God has called you to be is already in you. Let me say that again because this is a dead crowd this morning. Everything that you are supposed to be is already in you. Everything. You can make excuses you can make excuses all day. You can, you can tell God why you can't do something. You, you, can, you can make all sorts of excuses why something shouldn't happen for you. But I want you to understand that God has equipped you for an assignment. And whatever God has equipped you for, he is equipped inside of you to get it done. Oh, Jesus mentioned that the cult wasn't just tied up. He mentioned that it had never been ridden before. Jesus knew the cult's condition. Didn't have the background or the experience. Didn't have a resume for the the things that, that God 
had in store for him. He didn't have experience to to look back on and say, I could do this because I did this here. I had a victory here. I did this well over here. Oh, yeah, of course, I, I can make this happen. He didn't have any kind of experience to pull from because he had no history in what God wanted him to do. I want you to understand this morning that just because God hasn't used you in a certain way doesn't mean that he can't do it now. Just because there is something, there is a desire in your life. There's things that, that God has put inside of your heart, but you, you, you can talk yourself out of it. You, you, can, you can look at that situation and think, you know what? I want to do that, but you know I've never done that before. You know, my heart is really to do this, but you know what? I don't have any kind of education for that. I don't have any kind of qualifications for that. You can make excuses, but God doesn't care about your qualifications. He cares about your availability. He cares about your willingness to do something. And from looking at the cult, God doesn't need your experience, folks. God doesn't even need your qualifications. What God needs for you is to say, yes, so God knows your condition, but still sees your usefulness. I want you to understand this morning, some of you, you know, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt today that you are not who you need to be. You know who you are here. You know that you're not fulfilling your purpose. You know that you're not in the place that you're you're supposed to be. Some of you, you're barely hanging on right now to your relationship with God. You are barely, you barely made it into church today. You barely have a, a relationship with God. Your faith is barely there. there, there there's issues in your life. We're glad that you came here today because you're, you're holding on. But some of you, you're just going through the motions. You're, you're barely getting by. But I want you to understand that God understands your condition and he sees your usefulness today. He looks at you and he says, they don't have it all together, but I can use them. Nobody else saw usefulness in their life, but I can. Nobody else gave them an opportunity, but I'm going to give them an opportunity. God sees your condition and he's not intimidated by it. God looks at you today, this morning, and some of you, you are all jacked up. Let's just be honest. Some of you here, you are all jacked up. But you're useful to God. You're useful and God has something for you to carry out before the cult could carry out its destiny. Someone had to be sent to untie it. You notice that Jesus didn't loose the cult But he sent someone else. He didn't say, say, hold on, folks. Hold on, fellas. I I need this. I got to fulfill prophecy this morning. I got got a prophecy to fulfill. So you you, you boys, you wait here. Okay. And I'll be back. I'm going to go get this coat. And and, and I'm going to ride this thing in. No, Jesus sent. He sent. That's the key word. The Greek word here in the the scripture is the, the Greek word apostalo. Which means to commission, to send with authority. So Jesus sent out 
disciples with authority to loose what was bound. You are sent. Let me say that again. You, you, every single one of you today, you are sent according to John 20, 21. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. You are not sent to sit. You are sent to lose somebody. You know, some things are bound in the world because God needs someone to loose them. We're waiting on God to loose the whole world. Now, we need to pray, no doubt. We've got to pray for people. There's no doubt about that. But Jesus sent, he sent them with the authority to untie what was tied up. Look at what Matthew 18, 18 says. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you what? Loose on earth will be what? Loosed in heaven. You have the power to untie things. Someone needs you. Someone in the world needs you to untie them. Someone in the world needs what you are carrying to loose them. Someone out there is tied up and you are either going to walk by and leave them bound or you're going to loose them and let them go. What's it going to take for you to loose somebody? What's it going to take for you to loose that person that is tied up? Are you going to wait till they're on their deathbed? Are you going to wait till they're sick, till there's a tragedy in their life and they've got nowhere to turn? What are you waiting for? Loose them. Untie them. Get them free. Because you didn't get to where you are. On your own. Now I love you. But you're not all that. And neither am I. You didn't get to where you are. Listen to me. You did not get to where you are on your own. Someone prayed for you. Someone believed in you. Somebody invested their time. Somebody took time to correct you. Somebody took time to take you in. When nobody else saw the usefulness in your life, somebody saw you. Somebody saw, you know, I want to make a difference in that person's life. I see the gold in them. I see the greatness. And somebody took time. Somebody took time to bless your life. You're not here. Because of you. You're here because of somebody else. I'm not here because of me. I shouldn't even be up here preaching. I shouldn't even be in this situation that I'm in. I shouldn't have the opportunities that have opened up for my life. I'm not here because of me. I'm here because somebody else saw potential in my life. Saw the struggles. And they, they took the time to untie me. They took the time to loose me. 
so I could walk in my purpose. Some of you are thinking, you're, you're here, you saved folks. You're thinking, well, I don't got, got it all together. Well, good news, I don't either. I don't either. And you're, you're waiting, well, I don't know a bunch of scriptures. I, I don't even really know how to pray. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, there yet. But let me tell you something. You are freer than you were before. You may not be as free as you want to be, but you are better than you were before somebody came into your life to set you free. Go out and lose somebody. Go out and do what someone else did for you. As disciples of Jesus, part of our destiny is to loose up, tied up destiny. It's to loose, tied up destiny in other people. So go out and loose somebody. Before the cult could carry out its destiny, it needed the presence of Jesus. So they untied the, the cult. I'm skipping up, skipping over some parts in the story. They, they, they go and untie the cult. Somebody tries to stop them, the owner. I would have tried to stop them too, right? But Jesus had already prepared a word for them to say to deal with the one that didn't want them to take the colt. So they untie the colt. And the next thing they, they do is they, they bring it to Jesus. They, they bring it to Jesus. That's, that's important. That's important. Why? Because it needed the presence of Jesus on its life. The disciples brought the colt and then they, they took their coats on and they, they put the, their coats over the colt. And then they put Jesus on the colt. It's the presence of God on your life that will bring you into your purpose, folks. It is the, the presence of God resting on an individual. It's the presence of God resting on somebody that gives them the ability To walk out their destiny. You can't fulfill your purpose. Without bringing yourself to Jesus. Why? Because your destiny started with God. It didn't start with you. It didn't start with what your mama told you you should be. Your destiny started with God. And because it started with him. You can't get there without without him. See, many people in church, they brought themselves to church, to a service, but they haven't brought themselves to Jesus. And that's why they're not fulfilling their purpose. You've got to bring yourself to the king. You've got to bring yourself. You don't just bring yourself to Jesus one time, folks. You have to do it over and over again. And I'm speaking to some people that have been in church for years. You come every week. You bring yourself to service. Good for you. We're glad that you're here. But many of you, you you bring yourself to service every week, but you don't bring yourself to Jesus on a daily basis. You, you, You bring yourself here, but you don't bring yourself to the king. And I'm telling you, you need to bring yourself to Jesus over and over again, every single day, because it's the presence of God resting on your life that brings you into your destiny. What's interesting, and John 12, 12 tells the story a little bit differently. Same story. 
So Jesus is on the colt. It says the next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passovers, Passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet him. They shouted, praise God, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the king of Israel. Hail to the king of Israel. Palm branches were a sign of victory and honor. So now we have this young colt who had been tied up. We don't know how long, but it had been tied up and not used. The destiny was tied up. Its purpose was tied up. And now it's walking into a place of significance. Now it's walking into a place of honor, into a place of victory. Because that's what the presence of God will do, folks. It's not about you. But when the the, the presence of God is resting on your life, when the king is resting on your life, God will begin to take you places that you've never been before. God will begin to take you down roads that you never traveled before. Places that you could never get to on your own. Places of victory. Places of honor. As you carry him, he carries you. As you lift him up on top of everything in your life, he lifts you up and takes you to places that you couldn't get to by yourself. Some of you, you're trying too hard. Trying too hard to make it happen by yourself. We all need the presence of God to rest on us. We all need to carry the king so that we can reach our destiny. And today I'm talking to folks. There's some of you here, you need to be loosed. You're tied up. There's something that is tying up your life. Maybe it's your past. Maybe it's addiction in your life. Maybe some things that you just need to get free of today. You are tied up. You are so tied up with with things. Your perspective is tied up. You can't see the greatness in your own life. Maybe it's, it's, it's your vision is tied up. You have a dream. But it's hard to see it because you're you're discouraged. You're you're, You're tied up in discouragement. You're tied up with fear. And there's other people here. You're sent, but instead of taking out your authority and getting someone free, you're sitting. You're sent, but you're sitting. There's people that you're supposed to lose right now, but you haven't been doing that. That's part of your purpose. There's people that you're supposed to be untying, but for whatever reason, there, there's, there's hesitation in your life, and you're not being who you're supposed to be. And there's other people here that just need to bring themselves to Jesus today. Some of you have never brought yourself to Jesus. And there's others here. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since you felt the presence of God rest on top of your life. Would you stand with me? We're going to allow the Holy Spirit now just to move for a moment. 
So I really feel like this morning in this room that there's destiny that is tied up. Some of you are very frustrated right now because you know inside there's a cry in your heart that says there has to be more than this. And the reason why that's there is because there is. What you're feeling in your life, that, that, that thing inside of you that says every single day when you go to work, there has to be more than this. That's the greatness that's inside of you. That's the anointing on your life that will not allow you to live in mediocrity. Because you are sent. It's, it's there that that voice of the Holy Spirit is trying to get you to move. Because you're supposed to lose somebody. Let's lift up our hands. Come on, let's lift up our hands. If you need to get loose, you are tied up. Let's just lift up our hands. You are sent. You need to bring yourself to Jesus. Let's just bring ourselves to God right now. Let's just bring ourselves to the Holy Spirit right now. Come on, with, with, your, whole, with your whole heart right now. Let's just usher in the Holy Spirit right now. Let's invite him to hover over our lives right now. Come on, some of you don't, you're uncomfortable right now because you never bring yourself to Jesus anymore. But I just want you to open up your words and you open up your mouth and with your own mouth, invite him over your life. Come on, don't worry. Don't worry about how you look right now. Let's just invite him. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.